of in the chat, the third chapter of the book of Colossians, the first 17 verses. It's going to lead us in a series of thoughts over the next six weeks on um, imagine. And uh, I think the greatest way for us to imagine is just to read this. Uh, if you'll recall, just to kind of bring some of us back to, um, to where we were just about six weeks ago, we were wrapping up chapter two of the book of Colossians, and it was a series called Freedom. And I love the sixth chapter or the sixth verse of chapter two for therefore as you've received Christ, you should walk in him. You should be rooted and built up in him. You should be established in the faith. And then it goes down to around verse 13. It says, because you were raised. You who were dead in your sins and trespasses and the uncircumcision of your faith, you were made alive together with Christ. Like that's pretty freeing statements. And, and it just gets better. I mean, it's one thing for us, and, and I'm trying to do not a lot of commentary, but it's one thing to be made alive with Christ, right? I mean, it's one thing, uh, it's really like uh, we talked about last week where, where friends that really get us to Jesus and their faith makes us whole and they really will literally tear off roofs to get us there and drop us down in. All of us need that mat. And yet it's a whole nother deal. It's one thing to just be sitting there and saying you're healed it's another whole equation to say, and by the way, in your healing, you are completely and wholly forgiven. And I just, I want you to hear that this morning in Scripture, um, because that's where Jesus goes. You're made alive with Christ, and we're all rejoicing. And right after he says that, he says, you're made alive with him because he has forgiven all of your trespasses. And, and I like the way he does this. This is a God that I really treasure. He's forgiven your trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. He set it aside. He nailed it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and he put them to open shame. He triumphed over them in public. And just, I, I love that about Jesus. And one of the things we talked about so much in the series of freedom that I, don't, I want to prepare us to read verse 3 or chapter 3 verses 1 through 17 is... This is, this is just being made alive and new. Maybe Jesus wasn't speaking metaphorically when he said that unless you come to me as a child, you'll never inherit, nor will you ever make a deep dent in the kingdom of God. We like to think, oh, it's just, no, we're made alive and we're made new with childlike faith. We look at our God and we say, we believe great things for you, from you and for you and for your glory. I just, I love this. I love this idea of this beautiful little child that simply comes to Jesus with his Pringles and his, and his peanut butter sandwich and says, this is all I've got. A lot of us were talking a few minutes ago about imagination and what the church could be and imagine not only that you have a God who formed you and breathed life into you, not only have a God who's a consuming fire, the God who in his fury and his grace comes and draws you out of the boat, God who is the light of the world and calls you to do the same. And, and many of you are sitting and going, we want, we want to imagine that, but I so, I so burned down on that about 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Well, unless you come to the Father as a child, and you just simply say, I don't have a lot to bring to the table. I got a can of Pringles and a peanut butter sandwich. But I think, I think, Lord, if I'll join with the whole group of people who they have their own thing as well, and we'll just hand that to you, you'll break that off and feed multitudes. And I'm really praying for a freedom of people who will come as children before the Lord. And imagine with our Father 
with our peanut butter sandwich in hand and our Pringles in hand and just look at him and say, Oh God, I believe that 20,000 people could be fed by what I have in my hand because what I have in my hand is not about me. It's who I'm willingly giving it to. And so, Father, here are my Pringles. Here are my gifts. Here is my life. And as a child, if you want to break me off and feed others, here it goes. Here it is. That's freedom. And freedom leads to the ability to imagine and dream about what God wants to do among us. And without that freedom, we won't imagine. We won't dream. We'll eat our peanut butter sandwiches and we'll snack on our Pringles and we'll call that spiritual. We're just putting our hands and our lives in the hands of a living God who will take this and do the supernatural with it. And so with that said, holy God, just invade this reading of the Scripture and Colossians, the third chapter, just listen for a bit. Read along with me. Open your app or your Bible, or I think we've even made it easy. It's on the screen in the back. I'm reading from the ESV, and it reads in this way. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Pray for me that I won't pause every time I read something that blows my mind. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. He's seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth, for you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. And if it gets better, listen, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly to you, sexual immorality, impurity, evil desire, passion, covetousness. This is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too, you, you used to walk this way when you were living in them, and, and Tog just said it, but now, you put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and you have put on the new self. Listen to this. You have put on the new self, which, by the way, in being new, is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. This very one who breathed essence into your life will keep breathing his life into you. No more preaching. Here there is not Greek. Here in this room, in the gathering of the body of followers of Jesus Christ, there is neither Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised. There are no barbarians, Scythians, slaves, free. But Christ is all, and He is in all. So many of you... Just one second. Many of you have fallen back and said, look, my family raised that, that, me this way. I fall back on these things. I don't like these people. I don't like this socioeconomic. I don't like people from Mars. I don't know how you were raised, but it is from the evil one. Repent and go in a new way. Because in the kingdom of God, there is no racism. In the kingdom of God, there is joy and fullness and wholeness. In the kingdom of God, there is no pride or arrogance about what has made you more spiritual than others. There is beauty and wonder, and Christ is all. Hallelujah. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Be kind and humble, meek and patient. 
Bear with one another. And if you have a complaint against one another, forgive each other. Man, this is good, isn't it? As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also forgive. And above all else, put on love. It binds everything together, and let's pray for this, in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in us. Let it rule in our hearts, to which indeed we were called in one body. And let us be thankful. And here's what we could pray for our church. Let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Let's teach each other. Let's admonish one another. Let's do that in wisdom. Let's sing psalms together. Let's sing hymns together. Let's sing spiritual songs together. Let's do that with thankfulness in our hearts to God. And whatever we do in word or in deed, everything that we do, everything that we will be about will be given for the glory of the King kingdom of Jesus Christ. That's what we're imagining for the next six weeks as we run together. I just, I jotted some highlight thoughts and I'll close. Imagine this, a people whose hearts, this is straight from the scripture. This is six weeks worth of, oh my goodness. Imagine a people whose hearts and minds are set on God fully about his passions and his purposes. Just, that's just, just, you could follow along. Imagine a people whose lives are already seated in heaven and we know that. Even as we walk this earth, we don't live as if we're trying to accrue here. Imagine a people whose minds are covered in the grace of God and who are enamored by the wonder of God. Imagine a people whose lives are hidden with Christ in God. I mean, with Christ in God. Imagine a people who have a surety about themselves. Not about ourselves and what we boast about, but in Christ and that we will appear with Him in glory. Imagine a people whose lives are sexually pure. The entirety of a congregation in the body of Jesus Christ who simply says, look, we understand the biblical view of God and we will do whatever it takes to be pure before God. Imagine that. It has so many implications. Imagine a people in a room who are content with what they have. Imagine a people who don't just walk but together we run from sin. And we could list all the ones that he listed, but just that we flee. And when a brother or sister is in the midst, we grab their hand and say, I'll run with you. Imagine that. Imagine the people who are filled with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. Imagine a people who are honest with each other. Imagine a group of brothers and sisters who will speak honestly to one another even when we don't want to hear it. Imagine a group of people who don't tickle each other's ears but say what needs to be said in and through the love of Christ and for the grace and conviction of Jesus. Imagine that church going. Imagine a people of unity and correction, a people who hold one another up, a people who forgive, people who forgive. A people who forgive. As Christ has forgiven you. A people whose rule, listen to this, is the peace of Christ. A people who abound in love, unity, and I'm praying this, perfect harmony. A people who walk with the beauty of Christ gloriously on display among them. A people who sing and speak 
and hope and trust and are impassioned by the word of God. A people who have Pringles and a peanut butter sandwich in their hand and in perfect harmony, purity, unity, passion, and conviction lift them before the Lord and they actually believe that he will break them off and break them off and break them off and that this city could be fed by what we have feasted upon. But better, there would be baskets full left over for what Jesus Christ wants to do. I don't want to just imagine. I would love to live that. Let's venture together through Colossians 3. And may Christ walk among us as we do. Would you pray with me, Father?